Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, patriots of all ages, welcome to Primary Day here on In Black and Right, the new definition of color commentary. And as usual, I am Jerry Brooks, your host, tour guide through the wacky alternate universe that is Joe Biden's America, baby-faced assassin of freedom fighting for all of our wonderful Constitution's rights, and, well, just an all-around nice guy. And today is kind of a fun day. It's primary day in two separate but very important states. And we have an opportunity to see not one, but two political dynasties uh, go the way of the dinosaur. In Alaska, Lisa Murkowski is going against Trump-endorsed uh, challenger Kelly Shabaka. Uh, held a great rally there in Anchorage a while back. But the real fun is going to be in Wyoming. It's basically, it's not really a primary. It's basically to see how badly Liz Cheney screwed it up. And the Cheney dynasty becoming a smoldering pile of ash. Just like the Bush dynasty. And, oh my goodness, folks, it's going to be a fun one. Uh, under the provision, because uh, right here at our beautiful base here in North Florida, uh, we're about to get hit with a storm. So I don't know what that's going to do to possibly knocking out our power and our uh, broadcast capabilities. So uh, there may or may not be a live stream tonight, depending upon the severity of the storm here. But... Uh, by tomorrow, we will definitely have uh, a full recap and analysis of all the primary results in Alaska and Wyoming. Now, why, Wyoming's not that hard to figure out because de registered Democrats, the number of them have gone down some 6,600 uh, registrants. Uh, from January of this year to August of this year. And the Republicans, the amount of registered Republicans in Wyoming has gone up substantially, over 11,000 plus. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be pretty bad uh, for Liz. Not that I'm going to really shed a tear. I might actually see about some champagne and a cigar, but hey. What can you do? But Alaska does worry me because of their very weird ranked, uh, their really weird election system. It's pretty sad. It is pretty sad. But, you know, but we're going to see. The Cheney, I mean, it's sad. I mean, the Cheney dynasty is basically about to go kaboom. It went kaboom for the Bushes. In the Texas primary, when George P. Bush, who is the nephew of Bush 43, ran against Ken Paxton uh, for Attorney General of Texas, and pretty much uh, he got smoked. And now, <laughs> this is going to be kind of fun. So, I'll be keeping track of it. I'm hoping to do a live stream tonight. Uh, but like I said, it's going to depend upon the storm that's... Uh, in this part of Florida right now, I mean, we are still in, 
technically in hurricane season. So, I mean, it's not a hurricane, but in the summer, there are a lot of thunderstorms and wind and all that. So, it does occasionally knock out power. So, if we are functioning, we will be doing maybe an abbreviated live stream with full coverage tomorrow or, or not. It's that simple. Uh, before we get into the latest of drama and trauma, the mess at Mar-a-Lago, uh, you can always check out our coverage on inblackandright.net, our website, or you can email us at inblackandright at gmail.com. Questions, comments, hate mail, we don't care. You know, we'll deal with it. But boy, oh boy, are things getting really dang interesting with the whole Mar-a-Lago saga. Now, last night was really weird because some of the news that's been coming out, uh, not just from FBI whistleblowers, but others uh, in the media. Now, last night, uh, there was a report, uh, well, actually, in today's Just the News, uh, it was pretty weird because last night, Nora O'Donnell of CBS News, uh, the anchor of their newscast, but she's also the executive editor for CBS News, which means she gets to say yay or nay on stories that are broadcast that night. And frankly, Nora O'Donnell made herself look like a fool and a tool in one fell swoop. Last night on her broadcast... She had said that the just when President Trump said, hey, the DOJ and the FBI took his passports, which is not supposed to have been done. There were other things that the DOJ uh, did that they weren't supposed to do. They took things. Uh, we certainly did a little bit of that yesterday, covered that. I mean, there were documents that were covered under attorney-client privilege, which the FBI had no business taking, and there were also documents that came under the umbrella of executive privilege. Again, not supposed to be taken. So yeah, this is just really a hoot. So now, here is Nora O'Donnell of CBS News, certainly not a small outfit, and she's saying, oh no, that's wrong. No, they didn't take that. Well, Team Trump pretty much uh, took her argument and her reporting and, well, pulverized it by releasing an email from a high-ranking uh, Department of Justice official who stated in that email that they did take President Trump's passports and they would be returning them uh, immediately. So, oops, Nora dear, uh, you kind of screwed that one. Screwed that pooch pretty bad. So yeah, I mean, so there's that. And now, of course, the ever, the last real question. Does, uh, is the affidavit that launched the warrant and the raid in the first place, is that going to be made public? Is it going to be unsealed? Well, apparently there is a federal judge who is scheduling a hearing for that. And I can guarantee you, the FBI, the DOJ, and all the other Trump derangement syndrome sufferers in the, in the swamp do not 
under any circumstances want that affidavit revealed because it's going to take the whole FBI DOJ narrative and put more holes in it than age Swiss because it will say exactly the lies that caused the magistrate down in South Florida to sign off on it in the first place. But second, and most important, it's going to reveal the name of the informant, the human informant that pretty much put this all together, who started this whole mess. And I can assure you, yeah, they would just assume nuke DC rather than let that warrant or that affidavit get out. <laughs> I promise you, because that will make that that will be pretty much the nail in the coffin for a lot of stuff that the deep state, the administrative state, and the Biden administration has been hiding for the last God knows how many years. Uh, I mean, two years, but then, of course, even before Joe Biden showed up, they were engaged in a lot of things. And somehow for Merrick Garland, who just last week got all preachy and self-righteous about the integrity of the men and women of the FBI and the DOJ, hogwash BS and a huge honking crock. We know what the FBI is capable of doing. Ask Jim Comey when he put the FISA warrant, the phone, got the FISA warrant based upon un, totally untrue, debunked, bogus information. And not only did it for the original warrant, but used the same messed up bogus warrant to get three more extensions. So they used that lie four different times. And even Christopher Steele didn't even uh, back up his own dossier when the British talked about it, what made him go before a board of inquiry under oath. So yeah, to try to put forth this notion that, oh, the FBI and the DOJ are just, you know, choir boys, fears the wind-driven snow. Yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah, if you honestly believe that, you need a drug test and a psychiatric eval. Because that is just plain nuts. So yeah, and now on top of that, more a little bit more drama from the mess at Mar-a-Lago. Attorney General Merrick Garland, according to a report that was in Breitbart News, waited several weeks to approve the search warrant for President Trump's Mar-a-Lago home. I'm like, well, wait a minute. What took him so long? I mean, was he waiting for like some right time where maybe Trump was gone and there was nobody there or very few people there? And I don't know. I don't know what was his um what was his motive? I mean, or was it the fact that August the 8th was the anniversary of Richard Nixon announcing his resignation as President of the United States. That was in 1974. Uh, I mean, I was all of 10 years old. I didn't get it, but yeah, but I do remember it. So we've got, there's all kinds of questions. Now you take that report, plus the fact 
that the mainstream media got play or are fools and tools to put forth a false report which was pretty much immediately uh, co contradicted by an email from a high-ranking Justice Department official. Hmm. So, yeah, we're, we got problems here. Well, actually, it's not we, but the DOJ and Garland have got a lot of problems. Even, and pretty much being told by Kevin McCarthy, the Republican leader who could very well be speaker by the next Congress, uh, preserve your documents and clear your calendar, buddy. You're not as smart as you think you are, but the fact that they are... And I had to think this through for a minute. If this doggone affidavit was so devastating for Trump, why is the FBI and the DOJ doing their level best to hide it? Hmm? There's a question for you. Why are they hiding it? Why are they not allowing it to be unsealed? They unsealed the warrant. Oh, yeah, no problem. They unsealed the list of things that they took. Yeah, and some of it that they shouldn't have, which was rather convenient. So why are they fighting so dang hard and slow walking the release, the unsealing of the affidavit? You know, and of course... You know, anybody who's willing to pick up the conspiracy theory card, it's like, mm-mm. I mean, come on. I'll deal with that one in a sort of a related story about the credibility of the FBI and the DOJ. Certainly, that'll be a fun one. <laughs> you know, give me a minute on that. But before I uh, really get into that... Just looking at some of the news just really made me go, what is, what are some people thinking? Uh, I mean, I looked at a, a story. Now, Fox News uh, anchor Laura Ingram, who has the Ingram angle right after Sean Hannity's show, uh, Weeknights, said something that was really interesting. And the headline from Just the News Exhausted voters may be ready to turn the page on Trump, according to uh, Laura Ingram. Now, really, how did you come to this conclusion, ma'am? I mean, you're a very smart person. You're an attorney, as well as a TV personality. You clerked for the most brilliant jurist of our time. That would be Clarence Thomas. And you're saying that people might be exhausted and tired? I'm like, then, boy, we are a nation of wimps then, according to Laura Ingram. I mean, people have seen it. They saw what happened at Mar-a-Lago. They are, they are learning very, very, very quickly that, hey, that's not cool, that's not right, it's Fourth Amendment violation after Fourth Amendment violation. We have an FBI that's not into law enforcement, but it's a police state. And a district, oh, not district attorney, attorney general who is very MIA and very woke and very elitist 
as to what laws he will prosecute and which ones he won't. So now, people are mad. Now, I don't want people's anger to translate into violence. That I'm not into. That is never something I will condone. I won't do it. But, my goodness. We're seeing... People aren't tired. They're awake. They're grumpy. They are taking action. Not violent action. There are those... I mean, I tell people, please do not cross the line over to violence because this is exactly what the deep state, the administrative state, and the feds need to push forth the false narrative that Trump is dangerous, Trump supporters are dangerous, and they're kooks and loons and they want a civil war. I mean, that, it's, and I've seen news clips from all over the country, not just from the national media, but the regional and local media, taking the same thing, saying it over and over and over again. It is the most massive Jedi mind trick that I've ever seen in 25 years in media. Everybody's saying the same thing, you know, QAnon and Civil War and insurrectionist and blah 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 the mainstream media the corporate legacy media cannot nor should they be trusted because they are tools they are fools and tools just like Nora O'Donnell was at CBS they're gonna be doing it everywhere and don't even get me started on MSLSD those people are nothing more than a group therapy session in need of a psychiatrist because everything that's coming out of their mouths and their contributors' mouths are just just wild and crazy and deranged, even a little demented. And I'm like, no, no thanks. I have media sources that I trust and I listen to and I learn things that I would never, ever learn from the legacy media. Never. No. But yeah, so that just really interests me how Laura Ingram can come to this conclusion that they want to move on from Trump. It's like, no, they don't. I mean, his 24 hours after the raid on Mar-a-Lago, Eric Trump, his second son, absolutely went just all, you know, just saying, hey, we've had record-shattering fundraising for his Save America pack, And the fact that somehow these people think that, you know, are they going to try to go kind of poke the bear and goad Trump into announcing a little early? And so they're like, aha, we got him. And, or they're going to try to put forth this phony narrative. They've already tried it with, oh, he had nuclear, he had classified material about our nuclear weapons. Oh, good night, people. No, I don't think so. And the fact that it's coming from the FBI and DOJ and the media in its laziness, you know, I mean, how many times have you read a news story about unnamed sources or sources close to this person or, or this department? It's nuts. It's absolutely nuts. 
And and the thing and don't think for one minute that the FBI and the DOJ haven't leaked things. Don't even think that. Because that, my friends, would be horrible. I mean, it, it, it would just be wrong. They've done it. And the fact that they've even lied. I mean, I'll give you a great example of why the FBI and the DOJ should never really be trusted right now. Any, now, we're going back a bit to January 6th. Now, I don't know if any of you remember uh, Ray Epps. Ray Epps. Now, that's a name that you really need to know in regards to January 6th. Ray Epps uh, and, they, and Revolver News did a great piece about him a few months ago. But yeah, don't forget Ray Epps. Now, Ray Epps was caught numerous times. And there's videotape evidence to show it. Plenty of it. I mean, all the way to January 5th, the night before, trying to incite people to go into the Capitol. And the people who surrounded him were thinking, no, and started yelling, fed, 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 pointing at him. I've seen the video. But yet, in spite of all that he did, and there is plenty of video evidence, and yeah, I, mean, I want this story um, from uh, yesterday in, from Just the News. And I want to read a little bit of it. Ray Epps, an Arizona man who had been the focus of conspiracy theories that federal agents plotted the January 6th riot, reportedly told the FBI that he expected a bomb to go off near the U.S. Capitol during the preceding Stop the Steal rally. I'm like, really? Now, Epps acknowledged during two FBI interviews last year which were reviewed by another great media outlet, the, Epic, the Epoch Times, that he trespassed on restricted capital grounds and urged other, protest, other protesters to enter the building. Okay, so yeah, he admits the trespassing. He admits the incitement. You know, but in spite of all that, in spite of the evidence, in spite of making statements to the January 6th kangaroo court showing how totally worthless it is. In, in the middle of the story, the FBI has never arrested Epps, despite the confessions, nor has the Justice Department charged him with any January 6th related crimes. That, so for those who want to yell, pull out the conspiracy theory card, uh, don't, don't go there just yet, because those are very serious questions and very fair and legitimate questions that need to be answered. Why was Epps never arrested? No charges, no indictments, nothing. When some eight, more than 850 other people have been arrested, they've been put in many cases solitary confinements, 
they're at the DC Gitmo. Their due process rights have been violated all over the place. People are to, are distraught to such a point where some of them have even committed suicide. There are people in there who are sick with terminal illnesses and they're not getting the medical treatment that they need. So don't tell me how the justice system is so great when you're dealing with this. You want to talk about, this is like no better than the Chinese and their human rights violations, the Uyghurs, other dissenters. No, this is just plain wrong. But yet, Ray Epps, you know, the golden boy of the January 6th hearing, has never been indicted. I mean, his picture after January 6th was on the FBI's most wanted list on their website from January all the way to June 30th, 2021. After July the 1st, he disappeared. Poof, gone. He, his picture was no longer on their website. And when they did find out who he was and where he lived, the Phoenix field office of the FBI denied the man even existed. So you tell me this, this is a conspiracy theory. And the fact that he got an attorney who is a former FBI agent, well, I mean, that's kind of, kind of like a little cherry on top of the sundae, but why would the field office of the FBI in a major U.S. city deny the existence of someone if there wasn't something seriously funky with this? Hmm? I mean, these are questions that need to be asked, and they need to be answered. And yet, we've got the FBI going after the former president of the United States, invading his home. And don't even get me started on the Hillary Clinton comparison. It's like, oh, you need just to move on. I said, mm-mm, you ain't making me move anywhere. Because if you're going to do this to Donald Trump and not do this to Hillary Clinton just because of political affiliation... Oh, you need to be called on the carpet. And I am not giving up on that. No stinking way. So if you're like, oh, move on. It's like, mm -mm. you move on and get over yourself. Because you're not that smart and you're not that cool. So with that being said, and I kind of hate using that, but yeah, we've got an FBI and a DOJ with severe, and I do mean severe, credibility issues. Severe credibility issues. A history of lying to get what they want. Now you throw in 87,000 new IRS agents into the mix to go after Trump supporters, America First folks, MAGA folks, the working class that make this country run and you're going to just harass them and many of them are going to be armed? Like, whoa, folks. That's not a tax and revenue agency. That's essentially law enforcement. Now, I understand IRS has a law enforcement division. In fact, they even have an IRS court where you are considered guilty until you prove yourself innocent. You want to talk about a real Twilight Zone? Yipes. So yeah, this is going to be 
really fun to watch to see what happens. And I pray to God, come January, when the Republicans take over, that they defund that crap immediately, impeach Merrick Garland, and the articles have already been filed by Marjorie Taylor Greene, and has gotten a lot of support from a lot of the Republican caucus. And what they're, whatever they're going to try to do to stop the midterms and to not let Mer America First MAGA candidates get congressional seats, it's going to happen. It's going to happen somehow. You know, mail-in voting, uh, another pandemic, you know, another disease, whatever. So, yeah, be on the lookout. Be on the lookout for this stuff because it is coming. And I can assure you, this government will do whatever they can, whatever it takes, be it unconstitutional or not, they're going to do whatever they can to stop Trump. And this is what scares the absolute crap out of them. Because when Trump announces, even if they try to indict him, he's, it's not going to stop him. There are people who are going to vote for him anyway. I mean, even Democrats who hated him are, have seen what's gone on, and they I mean, across the political spectrum, Republicans, independents, even Democrats are saying, uh-uh, this is messed up. I'm voting for Trump. I'm not a big fan of his, but yeah, he'll vote, they, they will vote for him. And if the election were held today, shoot, that would be just insane. So, yeah, so if you're going to be out voting today, be it in Alaska or in Wyoming, uh, same-day voting, go out there, go to your polling place and vote and overwhelm the crud out of them in Alaska and in Wyoming. And next week, the Florida primary takes place, and I'm going to be going to my polling place. I will show my voter ID, yes, a black Black folks can have voter ID, much to the chagrin of pretty much white privileged dunderheads in American colleges. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to next week to cast my vote. I mean, it's not a, it's not really a secret. You know, I'm supporting DeSantis. Yay, happy, happy. So I know that's going to make some people mad, but frankly... Uh, I really don't give a rip. So, anyway, uh, like I said, if you're in Wyoming or Alaska, make sure you get out and vote tonight. Or today, I should say. I keep forgetting. The time zone thing kind of gets me a little mixed up because Alaska, I mean, Wyoming is only two hours behind Florida, but Alaska is four hours. And so it's going to be a while before getting any kind of results in from those elections but as i said i promise you if nothing else you will get full analysis tomorrow uh here on the audio podcast and on rumble the video version of in black and right live so for now my friends have yourself a good have yourselves a great rest of the day great rest of the week um check it out tonight's gonna be fun it is liz cheney is toast night and bring your butter and jam, because it's going to be fun. 
Anyway, take care for now. God bless everybody. And remember, patriots come in all colors. We'll